Ladies and germs, what's poppin'? All right, my name is Andrew White, alongside Sam, Andrew, and Kevin. We are all here, and for the first time, we are trying this with Zoom. And I think it's going to work. So first of all, Sam, welcome to the studio. Justin couldn't make it tonight, but you are filling in a spot. You want to say hello to the crew? How's it going, everyone? Justin was a healthy scratch tonight, so I'm filling in. Sounds good, sounds good. Okay. This is the moment of truth. Andrew Marshall, would you like to say your introduction? And we are going to pray that we hear you. How's it going, everyone? Happy to be here. You guys hear me? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, we can. All right, Kev, you want to you wanna go for yourself, too? We'll make sure this works. What's going on, everybody? I raised my hand on Zoom. Tried to. It works. This is all works. So let's do it. Let's start our show. When we get our podcast cooking, um, it will be... It'll sound so clear, so crystal clear, and I'm very excited about that. Um, so let's start off our show. First of all, you guys on the computer, can you hear us well or no? 100%, yeah. Nice. I hear you. Perfect. All right, so let's do it. Sorry for all the technical stuff, just making sure everything's good to go. So let's do this. We're going to talk about the NFL just for a couple questions, and then most of this will be about the NBA, as Sam is a, I guess you can call it an expert on the NBA. <laughs> so let's do this. First of all, J.J. Watt was traded to the Cardinals, although I read something that said he wanted to be a part of a contender, and now here he is following DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, how do we feel about this, boys? Do we like it? And let's give a what we think the record will be for the Cardinals. We will start with Kevin. What do you think is going on with the Cardinals? you like that or no? I like it for the Cardinals. I've been undecided on how I feel for Watt. Because initially when he went there, I I didn't think it was a contending move. But the NFC West has been a division influx. There's rumors with Russell Wilson. We don't know how much of it is true or isn't true. Uh, the Rams are seemingly going all in. San Fran is trying to recover from what was an injury-prone year. And I think the Cardinals are just trying to level up for the arms race that is the NFC West, probably the best division in football. And... I like the move, and, you know, Arizona, Phoenix area, they got some nice summer houses out there, and you got a chance, too, if you're J.J. to be on a potential winner. I wouldn't say they're a contender, but I don't think it was a complete cash grab like some people are painting it as. I think a complete cash grab would be like the McGregor-Mayweather fight. That In this case, I don't see it as a complete cash grab. I like what J.J. did, but I really like it for the Cardinals. All right, I'll go to Sam first before I go to Marshall. Sam, would you like to admit what you admitted to me on the shuttle today? Yeah, so I was telling Andrew I actually thought J.J. Watt played the offensive side of the ball. So that one's on me. My roommate's yelled at me for like five minutes. But first of all, I'd like to say all the Cardinals fans would be super offended that they're not a contender. But I think this is a solid move. It doesn't cost the Cardinals anything since they sign him in free agency. So really this can't hurt them besides cap space. Marsh, how do you feel about it? You, what, and uh, give me what you think the record would be. I'm curious to think what you what you see the record as. Uh, I think they're like seven and nine, eight and eight. I, I'm not buying into this team at all. They they don't have a good scheme. They got a playmaker at quarterback. They don't have any good offensive linemen, and they're not going to get one at 16 unless they trade up a little bit. Um, unless like Darisaw falls. So I just don't buy into them. I don't think Kingsbury's that good. I like Tyler a lot, um, but I just didn't like what I saw from them this year. Just Scheme wise, and like their guard center guard is terrible, and they have one average tackle on the team, and the right tackle sucks. So that's my take. <laughs> hey, uh, tell us how you really feel, huh? That, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I, I remember Justin kind of liked the Cardinals last year going into the season a little bit, but he did agree with us in our group chat before that he is not sold on them either with this situation. So he feels probably similarly. Okay, last thing for the NFL. Let's predict it right now. I know we do this every now and again, but way too early. Who wins the Super Bowl? We'll swing it to Kev first. Who wins the Super Bowl? I'm going to get totally blasted for saying this. I have the Browns winning the Super Bowl. 
Wow. I, I really think, honestly, if they ran the football in that first half, I think they beat Kansas City. And then who knows? And I think they have a legitimate chance to beat Buffalo. And I just feel like this team's moving in the right direction. You saw with Stefanski. They have a great run game, maybe the best run game in football, in all honesty. They have a defense with playmakers, good corners, uh, good pass rush. I really like what they're doing. The question for me is, can they fill it out? Can they get some more receivers? Can they maybe trade Odell and get further compensation, get draft picks, deepen the team a little bit more? I really like what it is. But again, if they try to go back to what they thought would make them great, which is Baker has to sling it 60 times and he has to throw deep, then no, they're not winning the Super Bowl. But if they can ground and pound and rely on that defense, I think they have a chance. Sam, who wins the Super Bowl next year, which will no longer be Super Bowl live? I feel like everybody keeps telling me every year that somehow you can turn the Roman numerals into the word live. But either way, never mind. Go on. That's besides the point. First of all, thanks for sharing. (laughs) Second of all, um, at this point, like, it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. So I'll go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, like, what can't this guy do at this point in his career? So I'll go with the Buccaneers. Understandable. Understandable. Big bad marsh, baby. What are we thinking? Um, I feel like I give a different answer every time I'm on here. <laughs> um, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. I, I think it's either going to be Buffalo or Kansas City because I think the AFC is a little bit stronger at the top. Um, Buffalo's got some holes they got to they got to clean up. Um, but, like, Allen's the real deal. Like, imagine how good the Browns would be if they picked Allen at one. And those are the two quarterbacks they were considering, Allen and, and, and Mayfield. Oof. And, I mean, like, Allen has pretty much no run game, but we're getting Cody Ford back. And I think we're going to be able to do a little bit of damage. And I just think that at some point, like, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. But uh, with Mitchell – Mitchell Schwartz's back injury and Eric Fisher's Achilles injury. I think they're not going to have like as high of a seed. They might not have home field advantage next year. And at some point it's just, it's just hard to replicate this over and over. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. Cause like, I don't really see a contender like green Bay and Tampa are still going to be there, but I don't see this like clear cut contender in the NFC that I'm just like drooling over. Same. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to go with the New York Giants. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just going to click it and rip it with the Chiefs and and see what happens. I feel like that's a, a basic take, though, so don't hate me for it. But, yes, that is what I'm saying. All right, on to the NBA. We are getting closer to the uh, the NBA All-Star weekend. And excitingly enough, all four of us are in the same uh, fantasy basketball league. So we're all trying to get after each other. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about Lloyd Pierce. And I'm pronouncing that right, right? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Cool, cool. Easy Um, name to say. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I was worried I spelled it wrong for some reason. But anyway, so the Hawks head coach has been fired. And just want to see what everybody's take on is on it. Maybe even the Hawks themselves. I mean, they have... Guys like Trey Young and John Collins and not necessarily producing that many wins. So do you agree with this decision or not? Uh, you know what, Sam? The guy who loves the NBA so much will ask you first. Go for yeah. it. Awful move. I hate it. Frankly, I don't think the Hawks players are good enough to call the shots. They basically said, listen, we want this guy fired. I mean, Cam Reddish was one of the guys who said he didn't like his role on the team. Maybe he should shoot more than 40% from the field. That's all I'm saying. Trey Young doesn't play any defense. I don't know how a coach is supposed to win that out of his lead star. And then they appoint Nate McMillan, who is probably an upgrade, but we don't even know if that's true. So in conclusion, none of the players on the Hawks are good enough to make this call. This is like a LeBron James, Giannis, Steph Curry call to replace the coach. That's none of the guys on the Hawks for me. All right. All right. Andrew Marshall, your take? I mean, the Hawks went wrong a couple years ago when – they, you don't do this in the NBA where you trade like when you're in a position for like a blue chip player, it's really not worth it to get another one, unless that team's so bad. And they traded the Doncic pitch, uh, the Doncic uh, pick for Trey Young, who 
it was obvious like this guy's never going to be any good at defense. He can try all he wants. He has no like physical tools on that side, and he's tiny. Um, like in like NBA is just all matchup based. So Young's like offense is obviously like stellar, but like this is like I think it falls a lot on like Travis Schlank because like he was influenced a lot by like Curry's rise, and so he was like. You can get fixated where if you're around this type of player, I just want to find like replica B, C of of that given player. And I think he tried to do that with Young, and they missed out on Luca, who's just a transcendent talent. Yeah, these players also aren't really that good. Like what, like all these guys that they picked in the in the first round recently have like some sort of like major flaw. To their games that's like going to keep them from reaching stardom and that's just really hard because once you have young in place you really have to build like somewhat of a defensive team around him and just have him be the engine of your offense that's how you get the most out of Trey Young but if you're not hitting on the other picks like it's going to get really hard and you're not going to be good Kevin how do you feel about the firing and the team well Obviously, the players wanted to make a change. That's what's circulating in the media. But my issue with the Hawks has always been they can put up points with anybody. They're, they're a team that with Trey Young and John Collins at center, they can space people out, hit it from three deep. And they've honestly suffered a lot, I think, from having DeAndre Hunter out, a guy who's probably averaging like roughly 18 a game, a great 3 and D guy who could kind of mitigate some of the defensive woes on that team. But – I mean, they said that they didn't mesh well with Pierce's coaching style. And I don't know what his coaching style was like. I don't know how he treated them in practice. I know in games he seemed pretty laid back and reserved. Uh, I don't see how firing Pierce changes any sort of the defensive problems this team has. I'm Because they allow penetration so easily. And then essentially everything is dependent on if Clint Capella is in the game, him blocking every shot. And Clint Capella, he's only going to give you maybe now. They try to split it with like him getting 26 maybe and then Collins maybe playing the rest at center. Collins isn't a good defensive center. So you're relying everything on Clint Capella essentially to clean up all the defensive mistakes because guys get blown by every time on all, on defense. And I don't know how this fixes it because you're right, Trey Young physically, I mean, not a good defender. I mean, maybe he can be an opportunist defender like a Steph Curry where he's good off ball, but not great on ball. But Atlanta, I think they need a little bit of a roster overall because the talent they have, they should be a playoff team in the East at some point with Trey and with John Collins. But the defense needs to get fixed for that to happen. That's fair. The Hawks need to fix the defense. That's what we have established here. Okay. Wow, I just hit my phone against the microphone. Do we like the Celtics? as a unit i know this this panel in here has gone against him uh, against the celtics a few times we you know we like tatum we we kind of like brown but it's also a little bit on the overrated side but um i'm going to toss this straight back to kev we'll get a different rotation going here do you like the celtics kev not this year uh i think they've done the hardest part which is finding two stars they've somehow done it at a premium position, which is small forward. They found two guys who can create their own shot and create offense for other people, which the fact that they found two and not just one is incredible. But the rest of the roster just isn't deep. I think Danny Ainge said it too. He said, look, some of this roster stuff falls on me. Like he said, he didn't build a deep roster. And you're right. Some of the guys who he drafted didn't nail, like Neesmith, who they drafted. Um, I think it was out of Vandy. I could be wrong, but um, he was out of Vandy. But he's – an occasional guy who can maybe hit a three a game, but not great. Not a guy who gives you 20 great minutes a game. Uh, center is still shaky with Tristan and Robert Williams. The bench isn't deep. Kembo looks like he hasn't been the same since the knee injury. I mean, his athletic ability looks shot. The quickness that his game is predicated on looks shot. But they really, everything hinges on Kemba to, I think, re- rediscover his lost form because they don't have any assets. So they're a little bit in purgatory right now for this year. We'll go to Sam before we uh, wrap it up with Marshall. 
Yeah, um, so I think it's interesting you guys like Tatum, but not Brown. I'm actually kind of flipped. I think Brown's actually, like, I'd rather have Brown on my team than Tatum. I think Tatum takes too many long twos. I mean, you aren't Kobe <laughs> out there, man. Um, yeah, like Kev said, they don't really have any depth. Um, so I think so. I think the main issue with Kemba Walker is if his three isn't falling, he's a net negative on defense. He's like an okay playmaker, but if his, um, but, um, sorry, but if he goes ice cold like one game, you might as well not even have him on the floor, just because he is useless. If he's not hitting those shots, he's just gonna get picked apart on defense. And honestly, they do have some good young players though. Peyton Pritchard looks good. Uh, I'm always impressed by the Time Lord. That guy can jump. And uh, yeah, I think they just need. Better depth. We'll have to see what they do at the deadline, um, but it definitely should be interesting for them. Yeah, you're making the guys on Zoom smile a little bit. You're, you're a funny kid, funny kid, Sam. All right, Marshall. I, I try, I try. <laughs> What's your take, Marsh? I'm looking at their roster right now. They don't have a player over six nine. That's interesting. That's that is very interesting to me. Wait, I thought Taco Fall was on that team. <laughs> is that the yeah. other? Way? I think he's technically well, I, I on a two-way. Uh, I don't know if he's on the active roster. You're right. Yeah, he's on a two-way, Sam said. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, Free taco. He's over 6'9". Um, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a tad. Um, it's like the Celtics are like the team. So, like, outside of Brown and Tatum. Um, and I think I'm starting to shift more to the Brown side because he's just a crazy athlete. And yeah, I think we're still waiting with Tatum a little bit. Yeah, but Brown's Brown's a nuts athlete. Um, the problem with the Celtics is it's like we see this with like I don't know. Fans will do this for like NFL teams where it's like, oh, I want to get a star player. Can I give you six fourth round picks and a a three? And it's it's like no, it's not going to add up. Like just because these all have individual value, like I'm not giving you something that is just one asset and it's going to change your team for them. And they don't have any, like, true assets to move. And a lot of their players are, like, they're, like, pocket change. They're not really that good. And they, they're not going to, like, add up to a star if you just trade four of them. So I just don't, like, I, I don't think they can. They're going to be that perennially, like, well-coached team who gets the second round of the playoffs. Everyone says they have a good season. But realistically, like, they're not contenders. Yeah. It's a fair take. It's a fair take. All right. Moving to the Suns. Now we have, you know, the fan base that we have on this panel throughout the show is pretty, wow, it's good. It's very diverse. We all love so many different teams. I think that's great. Um, So, yes, somebody in this room is a Suns fan. Uh, Live and breathe, Sam. Um, Can you actually just tell us why you're a Suns fan real quick? And then I'm going to ask the other guys a question. Then you, you can end it. Yeah, so, I mean... I definitely get that question a lot. I, I probably should have switched years ago. It would have been a lot easier on my <laughs> mental health. But um, I was playing 2K one day in my old high school dorm. I randomly selected the Suns. I was like, I'm going to follow this team. Bad move. They were the worst team in the league for like three years. Actually, unwatchable. But then like, I just kept playing as them and um, still haven't won a game with them on 2K. But that's still my team. Nice, nice. I love that. All right, so we'll ask the other guys before we ask you. So the Suns beat the Lakers last night. Uh, pretty crazy ending. Uh, and they're now the second team in the West. Do we buy that or do we not buy that? I know we had this type of conversation about the Utah Jazz a couple of weeks ago. I'll send it to you, Marshall. I know you're an L.A. guy as well, so you might have the fairest take here. Uh, what do you think about them? No, because, like, you've got uh... – I want to say no, but they're kind of like reeling me in a little bit. Um, so they're twenty three and eleven this season. Um, you got Paul, you got Aiton, you got Booker. Aiton's ceiling is so high. Like it depends how like good Aiton can get over the course of an actual season, because he like he's just another matchup problem. And if he can continue to get better, I, I think Aiton could be really really good booker's obviously going off cp3 you just wonder about like the injuries like as you get into the playoffs as like the games keep piling up and so that i think is the one thing that's holding me back um 
I just think it's going to be hard for him to play 36, 37 minutes a game um, just really deep into the season based on his age, based on his injury history. Okay, I respect that. Kevin, your thoughts on the Phoenix Suns? I don't buy them necessarily as a two seed if everything else for the Western Conference teams is going okay. Like if the Lakers, if they get Anthony Davis back and he's healthy, and if the Clippers can maintain their health when, you know, Kawhi comes back because now they've been on a slide since he's been out, I don't see them as the second best team in the West. That being said, like Utah, I think they can make noise in the West if stuff goes their way. If the health bug upsets the Lakers or or if it upsets the Clippers, um, then you could potentially see a Phoenix team that is opportunistic. I really like their depth. Chris Paul, I've always been a Chris Paul guy. He makes every team he's on better, in my opinion. Uh, and Devin Booker, too. I know he's not putting up monster numbers, but that's kind of by design because they have so much depth. And, you know, even with Chris Paul, if he can build his connection with DeAndre Aiden better in the pick and roll, I think they're a potentially lethal team come playoff time. If, you know... Anthony Davis or the Clippers don't have a lot of health because those are very top-heavy teams. All right, Sam, Mr. Fandom, how do you feel about them? Honestly, yeah. honestly. So honestly, I do buy that they're the second-best team. So it's going 8-8. Eight and eight. Do you know what their record is since then? You, you tell me. Qu- quick math says it's 15-3. and three. Okay, <laughs> they have the fourth-best defense. Um, they are 15 deep. That's what Devin Booker says. It's true. They'll just kill you with their depth. Um, their starting five is phenomenal. They have a bunch of guys who are borderline starters on other team. They have Dario Sarge. They have Cam Johnson off the bench. You know, you can bring up that Chris Paul, like, he's playing too many minutes. They have capable backups. They have Etwan Moore. They have Campaign, who I think that we were talking about, he stole the ball from LeBron yesterday. That was probably his biggest contribution in that game. But... <laughs> He's still, like, a good backup in spurts. So I do buy them. They are winning games based on their defense right now, number four. But every team should want to avoid them in the playoffs. Like, you just can't game plan for Booker and Paul. You really have to stop one and then just choose which one you're going to let beat you. Plus, you have Aiden in the middle. So I think that they're a real team. All right. That's fair. I was talking to Sam about this before. I, I can... I could take Mikhail Bridges all day. I love Mikhail. Not not me defending him. I'm saying like I love Mikhail Bridges. Uh, obviously a Villanova guy, so that's a little bit biased. But he's great. Love him. And I will say, if we're talking 2K, when you're watching, I mean, when you look up 2K teams now, they're one of the only teams that I think everybody in the starting lineup is above 80 overall, if that means anything to really? anybody. Uh, Kev, you were about to say something? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying Mikhail Bridges is legit. And, yeah, the, the depth is incredible. But... No, continue with the 2K thing. I, I'm not a 2K guy, White, but I, I see where you're coming from with that. I, I think that's I think that's correct. If you want to fact check me, I don't really know if it's worth it. Just just take it. It's fine. Um, anyway, so let's move on to Jokic. We've mentioned him before, his passing ability and such, but I thought we should congratulate him for joining Wilt Chamberlain as the only center to have 50 triple doubles. That is Wilt Chamberlain and Jokic. So what what about him is is just so good that he can do all those things. To me, when I'm watching him, he low-key looks like he just wouldn't be good at basketball. He just looks awkward the way he plays, but there's something about him that is frankly better than almost every single person in the league. Uh, Kev, we'll go to you. What, what are your thoughts? For me, it's the passing, above all, because when he passes the ball, sometimes he looks like he's playing water polo, but... <laughs> He'll, wow, that's an image. But when he'll get the ball, too, he gets it in spots where normally you don't see people create offense today. He'll get it a lot of times in the high post, and then he'll just lay perfect bounce passes to cutting point guards and stuff. And, I mean, while I've been watching, I've never seen a big man create offense like that. I've seen LeBron do stuff like that, but I've never seen a big man create offense for other people and actually make his teammates better to the way that he does with his passing. Um, I would say overall, too, I mean, he might be the best passing big man of all time. Like people like people my dad's age might say, like, Bill Walton or someone like that, but he 
he's so special and I I hope he wins at some point. I hope the Nuggets win at some point. Last time they were last year they were a Cinderella team. I'm not really feeling them this year because their defense isn't that great, but I, I really like Denver. I, I want Denver to win a championship for for for, for your for your professor, White. I, I was just going to say, Don Johnson would agree with you, for sure. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. <laughs> All right, Marshall, your take on Jokic and this. I mean, this is an incredible stat. Um, He is just the most, like, interesting player to watch physically because he just looks so fat and ugly. Um, it's, like, hard to look at him, but then he's just, like, a spawn on the basketball court. So, <laughs> I... Th- I'm personally, like, as a former big man, I, I do think that, like, part of the reason why you don't see more passing bigs is just, like, a reluctance to um, let big men pass, like, from an early age um, in basketball. Big men can – there's more big men that can that can pass like that. Offenses are just not built around them. Um, and you can't play point guards where centers play and centers where point guards play um, for the most part. So it's kind of like making things fit. I think that in terms of, like, all-time big men, uh, we got to talk about Sabonis, old Sabonis, um, before he came to the States. Um, I know that a lot of people who watched him thought that that was the best big man. Obviously, Walton. But, yeah, Jokic's, like, overall vision is unique. It's like pacing, too. So, yeah, I'm just saying stuff that Kevin's already said. But, yeah, he's really, really good. Fair point. All right, Sam. So, first of all, I think Russell Westbrook has to be super annoyed with this stat. He probably wishes he could be classified as a center because that guy loves triple-doubles. Um, I think what makes him so good is obviously the passing, as people have pointed out. But when you run your offense through your center, the other team's center has to guard your center like he'd guard a point guard, right? No one is used to, like, a center trying to, like, dribble around people, like, run through picks and stuff. So it's like that you have to ask a big man to guard a center like you'd guard a point guard and they just aren't used to picking them up from like the perimeter basically so that's like obviously tough uh i think what also makes him so good is his chemistry with jamal murray you know like uh that's like one of the best two-man games in the league at least when jamal murray hits his shots so um yeah like he just has great chemistry with his whole team uh i think the coaching's pretty good but his passing puts him over the edge. He doesn't really look to score that much, but he can when he needs to. I think that just makes him so dangerous. Well said. I know we've talked about LaMelo Ball before, and I don't want to... What's the phrase? Uh, beat beat the tooted horn or something? Uh, Kev, you're good with expressions. What, what would the word be for that? Eating the dead horse. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to beat a dead horse, but... So, no, don't worry, I'm gonna I'm going to extend the question a little bit. So... LaMelo Ball, the past five games, has scored over 20 points each game and has averaged around eight assists, including, I, I believe it was yesterday or the day before, he scored 30 points. Um, obviously, he'll probably be Rookie of the Year and stuff. We all know he's pretty good. But I want to ask how good we think he is and can be, and do we see him as an all-time great? I think that's a little bit more of a elongated question. Um, I'll go to Marsh first so you don't feel like you're saying the same thing as Kev this time. <laughs> but Marsh, go for it. All right, so I think he could be a multiple-time all-star. The passing with him is also very unique. He's very long for a point guard. And just, like, his overall movement skills, like how he's built, um, and just, like, some of his overall skills are very, very high for a player this early in his career. Um, I think that, like, the defense can be – he can get to a point where, like, the defense is, like, a slight plus if he keeps getting better. A lot of that is, like, effort-based, but I think physically he's not just – like, the guys who are all-time great defenders, um, if you look at, like, LeBron, um, like, Kevin Garnett, Jordan, all these guys, they're freaky, freaky athletes. They just can recover in positions that other guys can't. And – I don't think he has those types of traits. He doesn't have that type of like vertical leap. Um, And he's not like crazy long, but he's pretty long for a point guard. He's not going to be as good of a defender as Lonzo. I don't think, but he could be a multiple time all-star based on what he could do on the offensive end. Respect. Uh, Sam, your take. Yeah. I think he's better than what he's showing right now. 
the issue is one i think charlotte has four pretty good guards so two of them are going to be free agents so that should be interesting to see and i think like he's a better offensive player you know if you look at his big minutes Cody Zeller, who's like 35, probably has kids. He looks I mean, like he's 70. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he probably is out there. And then you have Bismack Biombo, who's like kind of athletic. But if they get him a young big man who can run the floor and can really dunk it in the pick and roll, I think that's going to open up his game a lot. Like you see uh, him and Miles Bridges. They always have that ESPN highlight. That's always good for a couple thousand views on there. So I think he's... So I think he's better than what we think he is right now. He's a phenomenal passer. He's actually a better three-point shooter, which I knew would happen when he stopped taking those stupid shots. He looks like me and intramurals out there. <laughs> Never going to shoot highly if you do that. And he's a better defender that people give him credit for. He reads the passing lanes well, and he's great in transition. So I think he's going to be probably all NBA a couple of years. Yeah, he started with some, some terrible three-point shooting early. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, Kev. I mean... I think he's a star from everything that I've seen. I think you guys touched on how the Hornets have been kind of a league pass favorite for a lot of people. And I'm amazed at just how well he plays with his teammates. He has a lot of synergy, even with guys like Rogier and you you guys mentioned Bridges. I, I think this Charlotte team, they have hope that maybe they haven't had for a while since Kemba, honestly. Um, but even then they couldn't always build a good team around him. I wasn't high on LaMelo coming out of the draft because I didn't see him play a lot in Australia. Like I wasn't going over hours of film or anything like that. Or, and I didn't, and the clips I saw from him in high school, it just seemed like a kid who jacked up a lot of shots irrespective of how his teammates felt. So I I don't, I don't like evaluating high school guys because it's too early in their development. I think for you to tell what they're going to become. But even then, I'm like, I don't really like LaMelo based off what I'm seeing. It just feels like bad fundamentals, if you will, that would be translated into maybe a bad pro. But you saw highlights of some of the vision in the Australian League, and it seems like he's growing into all of his best attributes as a basketball player while discarding the attributes that maybe turned people away from him in high school, like cherry-picking on defense or chucking up shots at half court. He's doing that stuff less frequently while also just highlighting the highly skilled areas of his game. I think that everyone fell in love with when he was in high school and also overseas with. So I think the way he's progressing, I think he'll be a star. How great really depends on, I think the makeup of the team and just how great he wants to be. But I think there's motivation there. Like he's, I think he's a hungry guy. He is a hungry guy, just like his dad. You know, he's pretty. I, I was watching a, an interview with him and Stephen A. Smith the other day. His dad was he was a marketing fiend. It's crazy what he was able to do. Like you can tell, he knows that these conversations are jokes. Like the way he smiles around, and he just doesn't care. It was pretty. I mean, he got all the headlines. Anyway, I digress. Besides the point, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to call him a genius. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, quick MVP picks for the season. I believe we had these about two weeks ago, but I think it'd be nice to maybe every other week you can give a little bit of an update on what your thought is maybe after watching a little bit of something. Uh, Marshall, would you like to go first on your MVP pick? I'm still going to go with Embiid. I think that once he's dialed in, you can just run an offense through him. A little like Elijah Wan-esque. He's not as good as Elijah Wan. Um because Elijah Wan, you could basically – Elijah Wan was better on the defensive end and also, like, was more of an engine offensively. And But Embiid is the same type of matchup problem. Like, who are you going to put on him? There, there aren't really players who, like, once he's dialed in, can handle him in the post. I think you and, could. DeAndre Ayan can handle him in that post. DeAndre Ayan. Well, not everyone has a DeAndre. <laughs> Only one team has one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Hey, maybe maybe the Suns are just really good. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I think Embiid. I think he's going to put up the stats. I think they're going to finish high enough. Um, and I think he's been really good so far. So I'm going him. All righty, we'll go to Sam, followed by Kev, and then followed by me if anybody cares. 
You know what, Andrew? I care. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we care. Quick we pick care. would be Jokic, but my sneaky one would be Chris Paul, just for how he's turned around the Suns team. I mean, he got the Suns to play defense. I think that should be an MVP-level award right there. Those guys, before he got there, they didn't play any defense. Let me tell you that. And I guess I guess he shouted at them enough in practice to get them to try. So, All right. Brownie points for shouting. That's good. That's good. All right, Kev, what's your take or pick? Uh, well, I would say Embiid, and I think it probably is Embiid just based off the first half of the year. I think a dark horse maybe would be Kawhi Leonard just because he's putting up big numbers on a Clippers team that for most of the season has been second place. And he was a late scratch against the Celtics and they lost. And you think if he was there, that they would have had a good chance of winning. And he's a dark horse guy. I mean, there's, there's multiple dark horse guys, but I would say it's Embiid. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jokic. So we'll split it up two and two, but I'll also give a dark horse. If that's what we feel like it and go with Steph Curry. Uh, but that's only if he just keeps scoring a million points a game and actually makes that Warriors team that's so injury prone somehow pretty deep into the playoffs. That'd be crazy. Um, Mm. Hoping for him. I love that guy. Great dude. I don't know him personally, but I know he's, I think he's a pretty good guy. Anyway, the skills challenge is this weekend. I thought this could be something fun. I'll be totally honest with you guys. I don't know what they do in the skills challenge. Does anybody know? Sam, would you like to tell everybody yes. what, what they do? So so basically, I know what they do, and I'm just very confused why Robert Covington's in there. So basically, you dribble through some cones, you make a pass into a basket, <laughs> and then you shoot a three at the end of the court. You like sprint from one end to the other, so I guess Covington's going to guard the cones as they try and get past him. I don't know. Like, wh- why is he even in this? Does anyone know? I... I, I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that LaMelo Ball opted out of it, so I don't know if he was, like, the last guy or if they felt sorry for him or if nobody cares about it. What you're explaining sounds like uh, when the Pro Bowl in the NFL, they play dodgeball. Yeah, no, I've, I've yeah. never seen Covington dribble or pass, so it's going to be interesting. Anyway, so the people that are in it are Covington, Doncic, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Zabonis, um, I, I never pronounced this right, uh, Vucevic? Vucevic. Uh, Vucevic, as well as, bah, bah, bah. oh, that's it. So, based off of what Sam just explained, dribbling through cones and shooting at the other end. <laughs> and passing. Oh, it's and passing, part. excuse me. It's, it's one-third of it. Yeah, super big part. Um, who do we think is winning? Kev, how about, you go for it. Let's just do picks here. Who's winning? I like Chris Paul. I'm going to go Chris Paul. I, part of me wanted to say... Covington because of just <laughs> how we berated Covington, but but I'm gonna go Chris Paul. Well, watch Covington put those cones on skates, <laughs> no man. No way, <laughs> Covington wins. <laughs> anyway, Marshall and then Sam. So if there was a thing in the chill, in the skills challenge where like you had to like dribble through objects uh, with like a lot of force, I would pick Julius Randall. But because there's not that, I'm gonna go Doncic. Yeah, no, no, no force. Apparently, the cones are are steady. They're, they're steady. There's no pressure. No pressure. Anyway, Sam, go for it. All right. I realized I forgot to mention it's big man versus big man, and it's guard versus guards. There's actually like two uh, winners. Oh, so that's kind of right. in the my bigs. bad. So I'd say that Sabonis is probably gonna win for the big men. I mean, I think that his only competition is is Vucevic here. I mean, to be fair, I think Julius Randle's going to travel and he dribbles it, which is just going to disqualify him. And then, and then I think for the guards, it's either going to be Chris Paul or Luka Doncic because, like I said, they're facing Covington. So it's, it's probably going to be one of those two guys. Yo, I think if Covington wins, he should, you should write an apology letter to him. Just send it in via mail. I will buy a Covington jersey if he beats both Chris Paul and Luka Doncic. All right, we'll mark that down in blood later on. Um, wow, that's that's some funny stuff. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'll go with Doncic as well. And if you, so, you said it's Bigs versus Bigs too. Yeah, we'll just we'll send it with it's a bonus. Fun. Let's do that. Skills challenge. Super exciting. The NBA really going going crazy. Okay, uh, this should be a little bit more fun. I'm excited to watch this. Uh, the three point contest. I feel like I haven't seen a three point contest in a while, actually. Um, but players involved. Booker, Brown, Curry, Levine, Mitchell, and Tatum. Everybody loves the Celtics for some reason. Um, Kevin, who's going to win the three-point contest? 
I think Donovan Mitchell, because I think he can get really streaky hot. And I think in general, he's a very good three-point shooter. Um, but I think when he gets hot and he gets going in game, he's really hard to stop. And I think he might get hot, man. I mean, any of these guys could get hot, but I'll, I think I might put my money on Mitchell. I'm not actually putting my money on this, but but figuratively, I'll put my money on Mitchell. Sure thing. We'll go with Sam and finish it off with Marsh. Yeah, um, we've never seen all All-Stars in this competition before. Uh, I think Devin Booker could win. He does hold the record. Fun fact, he's beat Steph Curry before. So I, I'll go with him since I own four of his jerseys. Oh, cool. Wow. That is awesome. Are they all different colors? Two of them are fake, but yes, they are they're all different colors. DH Gate is the plug. You guys should get sponsored. <laughs> uh, Marshall, who <laughs> wins the three-point contest? I, I need to say something about the previous question. Sure, sure. Sam is right, but here's the reason that I always say it. Because, like, in football, like, you you weight adjust everything. So I, I'll transition to basketball, and I'll see a player like Randall, and I literally give him, like, extra value on, like, okay, he's, like, okay at this, like, decent at this, but he's huge. Like, he's, like, thick. And like he can be a defensive end, so I, I will I will definitely like overrate those players. Um, I know how good they actually are, but uh, yeah, Randall's not probably winning a skills competition <laughs> for the three point one. Hey, if there was punching could... involved, he would, right? Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah, if there's if it's if anything breaks out, if he has to fight a fan, um, <laughs> he's doing well in that category, and that could boost him up. I'm gonna go Booker. I'm gonna go Booker for the three point. All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be that guy who just says Steph Curry because it's an easy uh, it's an easy answer whether or not it happens. But I'll just say it since nobody else did. Hey, I'm betting on Aisha like I don't know having a fight with him or something like yelling at Steph like that day. And is that an actual bet or you're just saying that? No, I'm just I, he's just uh, it's just like it's like the Chiefs thing. Like we're trying to pick other answers, but like I don't know. That's kind of the obvious one. But I yeah. do think Booker actually could win it this time. Oh, you just because it's not a huge thing. How about this? I'm going Zach Levine. Justin's boy. All right? That's, <laughs> that's what Justin wants me to say that, I'm sure. So that's what I'm doing. Anyway. Oh, by the way, quick question. I'm just going to digress since Marshall brought this up uh, about beefy men moving from sport to sport. Um, Zion or LeBron, who's going to be a better tight end if they're in the NFL? How about this? They're both the same age. We'll call it. They're both twenty-seven. Who's LeBron the would be a, tight end? LeBron would be a better tight end. Zion would be a better DN. Interesting. Okay, Kevin. I agree with that assessment. I think LeBron is more speed. I have no idea what Zion's going to be like at twenty-seven speed-wise, but I mean, LeBron at twenty-seven was insane speed. Sam. Uh, well, LeBron was actually a top-ranked high school football prospect, so I'll go with him on both. Uh, sides of the ball. I just think he'd be better at everything than Zion at football. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I don't know why I asked that question, but I felt like it. So, moving on to the dunk contest. Please, somebody tell me that I am not the only one who didn't recognize Simmons' name. Anthony Simons? You didn't recognize him? I really didn't, but I guess I'm the only one. I know that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Anyway, so Simons, Stanley, or Toppin. Who's winning the dunk contest? I'm going with the New York kid, Toppin. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Kid's so much fun to watch when he's dunking. But anyway, uh, we'll go with Kev and then Marsh. Um, so I'm rooting for Toppin. Now, I, I really think Cassius Stanley. Just from, like, I, I saw some of his high school mixtapes and stuff. And what one of the best high school dunkers I think I've seen. Like, right. airbender stuff. Like Skywalker, Airbender stuff in the air, just, I mean, incredible. So, I'm gonna go with him. Wouldn't be surprised though if Toppin wins. I think Toppin definitely has springs, but I think Stanley's a sleeper. Yeah, I'd probably win if I was in it, but they didn't really call me. But Marshall. Oh yeah, he would for sure. Yeah, so it goes White one, Stanley two. Uh, that like I love watching like these power like I like power forwards that can just dunk with so much force but they don't get any extra points in like these types of competitions for that the guys who like can like pull off like the vince carter stuff that's just ridiculous aerial stuff so i think cassius probably wins this one 
All right. Sam, you going with uh, Simons or what? All right. So it's going to seem like I'm picking on the Trailblazers, but why is he even in this event? You know, 75% of his shots come behind free. Like, he's really just a free-point shooter. He's not even the best dunker on his team. Derek Jones Jr. would have been a way better pick. The guy's name is Airplane Mode. I've never seen Cassius Stanley play, but I'd go with Obi Toppin. I mean, that guy, he's got to be taking PEDs or something. That guy can dunk, let me tell you that. Maybe this year they will give a little bit more points for explosiveness. Maybe, Marshall, they're listening. Because I feel like the other guys aren't going to be as explosive, so maybe it might be alarming to see somebody like him. You know what I mean? Well, he's also like six eight and a half, six nine, and he's not so big. Because, like, centers, like, you don't want, like, a center. It doesn't look as good if you're, like, so tall. I bet Obi Toppin could do some, like, Dwight Howard-style dunks. That's kind of, like, his way to winning. Um, he does – he is more explosive. But I just wonder if it's, like – if he's a little too stiff for like the dunk that's going to win it. I'd love, I'd love to see a through the legs taco fall jam, you know? So even though he's tall, but he can't do that probably. So anyway, um, okay. What, what, where am I looking here? Uh, Oh yeah. Sorry. So the draft for the all-star game is tomorrow. That is between KD and LeBron, even though KD cannot play, he is still drafting. So that'd be funny if he just purposely picks a horrible team. But classic snake vibes, you know? Anyway, so him versus LeBron, let's just go with who you guys think should be the first six guys taken off the board. So kind of like three for each of them. I know it's kind of a random number, but I figured it wasn't too many. Uh, Sam, would you like to go first? Yeah, so my first pick would be Giannis. He's the only guy who tries on defense in this whole event. Okay, and he's just an athletic freak. And then I go like Joel Embiid. Good luck scoring on those two guys, right? And you got Steph Curry. And I take Jokic, take Harden, and I take Kyrie, probably just because it'd be funny. Stupid <laughs> stuff he says. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Marshall. All right, so we can't pick AD. He's not in this. Um, yes, so Giannis is. Is this still going on? What's up? You're good. Yeah, Wait, you can you guys... yeah we we can. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Um, yeah, so Giannis, like you want I, I think you want players who like do try, so I think Sam's really right. Like Giannis is like has to be first. Um I would put Jokic a little lower because I think that in these types of games it's it's more shot chucking. Um unless you're gonna like run the offense through Jokic, I don't think he's as good in an all star game. And then I just get shooters, so yeah, I'd probably get Steph. Um, yeah, and honestly, like, Harden actually I think is also good. Like, I, I think Harden, I think Kyrie, what, Beal's in it too, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I think Luca's okay, in there too. I, I think I got to take Beal because he plays defense. Um, Does he? He's on the Wizards. He'll play more defense than some players. <laughs> I know that there's, like, some advanced stuff about him. Some people have him overrated, but, um, yeah, like, he's going to play more defense than, like, Trey Young. Well, for sure. Because so, Trey Young is like, an active fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think Beal can play better defense than he shows sometimes. But I, I'm, I'm going to pick Beal because of, uh, like, the different ways that he can score. Depends what game. It depends, like, when they tried to. Because last year they really only tried at the end. So, I don't know. I guess you just want shot makers. Kev? Okay, so I'm going mostly a guard team. I, I would go uh, Steph Wardell Curry. I would go probably Giannis, even though he doesn't really classify as a guard. I'd go Bradley Beal. Um, I'd go Doncic. I'd go Kyrie. I'd probably go Tatum. Uh, I'd, I'd go Harden. I, I would just make it so that I get all the guards because it's a guard game. Like whoever gets the ball at the top of the key, they're probably either going to shoot it or keep it until the very end and then pass it to somebody either fight or flight. I either have to shoot it or pass it out of bounds or something. And so I would just take all the guards possible so that everybody, whoever they want, they can just ISO at the top of the key and then they make a move to the basket. And then if they don't, they literally pass it with one second left in the shot clock 
to a guy who who can't do anything with the ball. Hot potato. And that's a turnover on that guy. All right, fair. That sounds like a lot of fun. I like. I mean, go on. I like the All Star Game format though. That's that's what I would do selfishly. I think it'd be funny. People would be so annoyed. Yeah, they would be annoyed. Uh, I like the the Giannis Steph at the at the top two picks there. Um, okay. Ba ba ba. Rising stars, it's not going to happen, but they felt like uh, showing everybody what could have been. And let me let me just say something, and you guys tell me if you agree. So we all have the picture in front of us of who was chosen for these teams, even though they're not playing. Is it just me, or would the USA team beat the world team by at least 45 to 50 points? Probably more. Is that just... Okay, you think more? Okay. Yeah. Is that, Kevin Marshall, are you thinking the same way that I was thinking about that? I was uh, thinking like 30. 30? Without being rude, I think it might be 50. Okay. Here's the thing. Who's going to handle the ball on the on the world team? They have like one ball handler. Campazzo, maybe? He's 27. He's like five foot six. I think we're looking at Melodon and Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of those guys are passers, though. I mean, True. who's going to stop Zion on the world team? There's only, like, two guys in the league who can slow Zion down. I think Brandon Clark would... No, I'm just <laughs> Brandon kidding. Clark will fall out in about one minute. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's a, that was a tough game. I, I, that was pretty embarrassing when I saw that. I mean, well, even even James Wiseman would, would stop all over everybody yeah, down low. Do you think... Do you think they just release this these teams to troll people? Because when they were constructing the teams, there there's no way they were thinking that this is fair. There, yeah, there's know. no way. Because at some point, if you were constructing these teams for real, you would say, "Wait a minute these these teams are too lopsided." But like this would be like at the park. You're like, "Oh wait, this is unfair." Like we're having the varsity team play a bunch of like we're play, we're having them play the sixth graders. The sixth graders, yikes! This doesn't. No, no offense, but like, but these guys, the, the Team USA team, it's all guys who either have the potential to maybe be a star or guys who are going to be high-level NBA players. Guys on the world team, it's like, you know, maybe good backups. <laughs> no offense, but like nothing against those guys. It's not their fault, but I think they just did that to troll. I, I really do. I think the NBA did that to troll, and honestly, it's brilliant that they did that because now everybody can just laugh. It's probably why they got rid of the game, actually. Uh, anyway, uh, Sam. Yeah, so it. if you raise the threshold by one more year, I, my hot take is that the world team would win, but, but since it's only freshmen and sophomores, right, the juniors on the world team would be like Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Aiton, Doncic. Then I think they'd actually win. But seeing as how the league clearly doesn't have much talent in the rest of the world who's a freshman or a sophomore, this would be like 50 points. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. I feel like we're now we're, now we're just be- – wow. Poor, I even didn't even notice that John Morant was also on this team. I, I just – it's just yeah. – it's embarrassing. Anyway, um, let's go with this is how we're going to end the show. And I thought – I don't know why we haven't thought of this before. But whenever the NFL season was on, we'd always do our weekly picks for the NFL. And when we tour our show now during the NBA season, Wednesday nights are kind of the, one of the big nights in the NBA. So I figured, oh, yeah. so I figured, what the heck? Let's start ending our shows with picks on the NBA games that are Wednesday night. I mean, I guess it's not fair that a few of them have already started. Um, would you guys prefer that I skip those or... She would just send them anyway, and maybe if we can call an upset if we think one's coming. I think we call them anyway. All right, let's call them anyway. I'm going to read the list, and we're going to go around, and we're just going to say it. Okay, right now, second quarter, Pacers and Cavs are tied. Who wins it? Marsh. I'll go Pacers. Kevin. Pacers. I'll go the Pacers. You know, the Cavs. Um... <laughs> So, basically, it seems like the Cavs only win against the Nets and the Sixers, and since the Pacers aren't one of those teams, I'll go with the Pacers. Gotcha. Okay. Cavs are Cleveland North. They're, they're Atlanta North. <laughs> uh, Jazz versus 76ers. Jazz are currently up by seven in the second quarter. That's actually a pretty good game. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Jazz still stick with this one out. Kevin. 
Uh, even though home field's not a thing anymore, I'll, I'll take Philly. Okay, Marsh? Yeah, I'll go 76ers. I think they're going to come back. Okay, Sam? Yeah, I just don't think you can bet against the Jazz. I mean, I would love to because their fans are super annoying, but I think Gobert's going to slow down Embiid a little bit, which should help, and plus the Jazz have a, a deep bench and the Sixers really don't. Now only a five-point game, by the way. Anyway, uh, Pistons versus Raptors. Raptors don't have a lot of players out there. Uh, they're currently down by 11 to the lowly Pistons. What do we, what do we think here? I'm somehow going to still pick the Pistons. Kevin? I'm going to take that leap. They've been bad for most of the time since I've been watching basketball. Um, Classic but, Detroit. But you know what? I'll give them tonight. I'll give them tonight. And, you know, they'll get a good lottery pick. Uh, hopefully they nail that one, but hey, we'll see. I mean, they, they got some. They got a chance to be good in the future, just not now. Right, not now for a while. Marshall, Raptors are coming back. I'm looking at the Pistons roster. I don't know half these players. <laughs> I want to make Detroit feel good. All right, uh, Sam. Yeah, I'll go with the Pistons. And if they had four more wins as a team, Jeremy Grant could have been an All Star. It's my hot take. Interesting. Yeah. I like that hot take. Okay, Nets, Rockets. Nets are up by two. By the way, James Harden said he hopes he gets love from the fans. That's I don't ambitious. Like I don't That's like you, James Harden. Sure. I don't like you. Anyway, so the Nets are currently winning by two. You know what? I think the Rockets are going to win this game. How about that? How about that? Okay, Kev? I mean, I know that's what America wants. I think America might be rooting for the Rockets to win. We'd have to get a poll to see how America feels, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the Nets right now. They, I think it's a nine game winning streak or something crazy like that. It's up there. Or not not nine uh, game. Well, but I think they've won like nine out of the last ten or something. Right? Nine out of the last ten. Okay, so I mean I think they're gonna win. They're they're gonna be favored in most of the games they play, even without KD. All right, Marshall. I'm gonna go Nets here. Uh, I think the Rockets have pretty much done all they can to try to lose this year, so they keep their pick. I know that the players really want to win this game because I, I, I can't imagine that they like Harden. Yeah. No. no. They definitely but want to I, win. I think they're going to lose a close one. I'd, li- I'd like to see the Rockets win, though. All right, Sam. Um, I think that obviously Rockets are going to lose. They just don't have the talent. But I also don't think they do have their pick this year. I think they have Portland's pick. They have- Ooh. Oh, oh. I just know that if it's um, it's they keep it if it's top four. Oh, really? If it's five yeah. or later, they lose it. That's clutch. With this new lottery odds, they're losing it. That's <laughs> <laughs> tough for them, just like the Timberwolves. Poor, poor guys, poor guys. Anyway, now the rest of these games have not started. Uh, so Hawks Magic. I'm going Hawks on this one, uh, Kevin. I'll go Hawks too. I think they rebound a little bit and then come back down to earth because of what we outlined before all right marshall yeah i think there's gonna there's gonna be a little extra juice uh with atlanta tonight i'm going them sam yeah i'll go with the hawks i mean poor vucevic can't do it alone his team's probably one of the least offensively talented in the league poor guy but i think the hawks win pretty easily all right hornets and timberwolves I'm going to ride the Hornets almost every single game. There's something about watching them. I just think it's kind of fun. So I'm going Hornets, and plus the Timberwolves suck. So, all right, Kev? Uh, I'm going to go Hornets. Minnesota, it's just a factor of sadness for basketball. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, but, I mean. Hey, it's okay. They've just never, they've never been able to construct a good team while I've been watching. Just, like, one year, I think, they made the playoffs, but. About ah, it. About dead. it. Minnesota um, sports are sad. Marshall. Yeah. I w- yeah, I can't go Timberwolves. Um, I got to go Hornets. God, they're so bad. Think about being a Minnesota fan. Your best, your 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 peak is being like a Vikings fan, like getting blown out by Philly in the championship game. I think that's the Wild have looked good this year, though. The Wild have looked good and, and uh, Minnesota Duluth. For college hockey, there, there you Gophers, go. Gophers are ranked number one right now. I think that's also true. Um, anyway, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think this is the night they get their eighth win, which is pathetic, by the way. I think, I think Hamden JV could honestly beat the Timberwolves. 
Sorry, I don't think I'm just I'm just never gonna favor the Timberwolves in any game unless they play themselves. In that case, they have a 50-50 shot. Ah, uh, of course, right? That makes sense. Anyway, uh, Bulls, Pellies, Pelicans. I got I got Pelicans on this one, Kev. Uh, I, I'm a Pelican, so I, I believe in the Pelicans. Nice. <laughs> That's actually that was cute as heck. That was mad cute. Anyway, Marshall, go for it. I'm going Bulls, baby. Let's go. Zach Levine lover. Nice. Oh, no. It's because you like Otto Porter, I bet, huh? <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. It's, it... Anyway, Sam, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bulls, I don't think they can stop Zach Levine. Like, I don't think they can stop Zion, but... Pelicans don't really play any defense, and the Bulls have some good offensive threats like Levine, White. I guess I guess we can throw Otto Porter in in case he listens. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thunder versus Mavs. Uh, did I read something correctly that Doncic is not playing tonight? Did I read that? I, I, I'm not sure, but he did say for sure he'd play in the All-Star game. I see. Anyway, I'm just going to take the Thunder either out, way. Yep. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Thunder on this one because of that. Uh, Kevin? I'm going to go Thunder, too. I'm a little optimistic about your team, White. I think they have a good draft pick this year. So hey, thanks. Thanks. Maybe they can make it. Maybe they can draft three stars again, and then Sam Presti can get rid of all of them too. Hey, relax. They're all terrible human beings anyway. That's not true. Okay, Marshall. Uh, yeah, I'm going Thunder. Like, sure. Why not? not right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Sam, you know what? Give me the Mavericks. We're gonna have a monster game out of Jalen Brunson. He's okay. going to explode. Instead of his normal nine, he's going to go for at least 12. Wow. But, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure if Luke is playing. Like, we could see a bigger role for Porzingis if he ever plays. He might be playing tonight. But I, th- I, think, I think he is supposed to. He is playing. So I think that the Mavs could win. All right. There you go. Last two games, Warriors Trailblazers. It's actually a pretty good game, this one. Uh, but yeah. I, think, I think the Warriors are going to pull this one out. But, uh, Kevin? I'm going to go Portland. Is that because of Covington? Oh, my. <laughs> Him and his skills. No, I, 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 <laughs> for real, I think they have a lot of shooting options on the team. I think they have a lot of scoring options. Um, Covington's a good option, too, I think, you know. And I, I think Simons is a good option. I mean, Melo's still, like, he's putting up some numbers there. And, you know, I, I like it. So, I like Portland as a team, too. Nice. Nice. Marshall? Yeah, I'm going Portland here. I dig it. I dig it. Nice, Sam. You know, I'd also go Portland, but I thought it was funny. Kev listed through every single one of their players except Gary Trent Jr., who I think right now is their second-best player. So Yeah, he has been. He's good. I He's think good. he was shooting like 50, 50% from three at one point this season. Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Really taking yeah. a McCollum spot, you know? Uh, injured, obviously. Anyway, Lakers-Kings... Uh wait why, what the heck, the Kings are favored. Yeah, cause I I I don't think LeBron's playing back to back. What? Yeah, out for Lebron. Yeah. Oh wow, so this will be a close game actually. Interesting. No, I, I don't think it will be. I, you think the Kings are going to win by a million? I think Kuzma's also out. He was out yesterday. Marcus Gasol's out. Oh, that's right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna. You don't know. No. The goat Caruso is gonna drop fifty, and the Lakers are gonna win. That's what's gonna happen. Kev. Going Kings. Okay, that makes more sense. Marshall? Caruso's actually going to cook tonight, and the other Lakers players are going to be finally free from LeBron's tyranny and oppression. <laughs> so who are you picking? <laughs> I'm picking Lakers, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right, Sam? Kings win by 20-plus. De'Aaron Fox, super underrated player. He's just going to have a bunch of fast-break points. They got Buddy healed on the wing to shoot the free. Honestly, I think the Kings, they might be able to pull it together. We'll see. We will see. We will see. All right, please. gentlemen. Oh, yes, Kevin, go for it. I said, please, Sacramento. Oh, please. I thought you said, wait. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, this has been a pleasure. This has been QU Hot Takes. We had the Zoom working. We had the studio working. Everything sounded crystal clear. Thank you, Sam, for joining us today. And Marshall and Kev over the phone, as always, for all of you guys, my name is Andrew White. Signing off for Hugh Hot Takes. Go dogs. It's a great day to be alive. Yo, Bill. Oh, Sam, you got to come back, baby. 
He said you should come back. You took your headphones oh, off. But. Yeah, my bad. I, I, I think my ears hurt. <laughs> all good. All good. Cap, sorry. Go on. No, I love having Sam on, too. Uh, he he definitely uh, he's the comedic presence on this show, I think. So I, I want Sam back with, with Ellie, too. But hopefully, can't wait to do this again next week, fellas. And uh, I don't know. Like, I. I guess go Knicks. I mean, I don't know. It's all-star break, but like, I, I don't know what, what much Over else is going 500, on. Over 500, actually. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, go all-star break. I mean, let's, let's go. Wait, um, we have some actually like really important news about um, our friend Justin Ellis. What? what? He just signed a one-year deal with the Ravens. So congrats to Justin. I know he's not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was looking at your face and I actually got nervous. And, like I thought you were gonna say he was dead. Like, like oh my god! Wow, wow. What's the contract looking like? I think it's seven hundred grand. That's wild. Nope, it's four hundred grand. Maybe Up now to he can quit his job at the pole. Let's cash. Sure, he can quit his job at the pole and he can finally join us in studio. Look at that. <laughs> All right, guys. Three dreams. You guys can stick around on Zoom. I'll talk to you in a sec. All right, peace out.